identify as asexual because it's way easier to say that than it is to say, yeah, I'm not interested in having sex with humans. Um, I just like fictional characters. <laughs> Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Santagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. Just want to give a quick shout out to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash OPL show. For those of you who sign up, you get an uh, you get extra bonus episodes every single month and you also get um, you know access to our Discord where sometimes you can chat with our community and previous guests. Oh yeah. And we've got our guests on the line today. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, so we're going to be speaking about something that, to be honest, uh, I've never heard of, Joe's never heard of, so we're really excited to dig into this topic of fictophilia. Uh, can you just give us a definition of what that is? Sure, yeah. So fictophilia is, um, it's basically when a person feels love or an emotion like that, that you'd feel for a normal human being, but you feel that for a fictional character. It's solely dedicated to someone who isn't real. So you have a deeper connection than you would say like a, you know, a regular person would to fictional characters. In what way do you mean? Like in a, like in a loving way? Is it in a sexual way? Or is it like what kind of relationship? Uh, it's, it's kind of both, um, I would say. I would really define uh, my particular case as definitely romantic. Um, I feel like I connect with this character um, in a way that probably other people don't. I, I feel like I have something in common with them and can see parts of me in them or just think, you know, we would, we would jive, you know, we'd really get along. <laughs> it's sexual too. Yes, it can be, um, which is, also an interesting aspect of it um as i i identify as asexual um because it's way easier to say that than it is to say yeah i'm not interested in having sex with humans um i just like fictional characters <laughs> so you're strictly like you're not sexually attracted to any other people it's just straight fictional characters or one fictional character or is it many um it changes at the moment it is one um i it's kind of like when you go through different relationships and you have partners, I guess right now I have one. Uh, and yeah, it's, I'm just not attracted to humans, I guess, in the form of, you know, somebody like me, warm-blooded, walking, living, breathing, any, any of that. So when you say fictional character, is this someone, I guess, can you tell us who it is? Because I'm curious hearing this, is this someone that's portrayed by a human or is it more of like an animated character? Sure, uh, don't mind sharing at all. Um, I, when I wrote in, I was hoping uh, that you guys are Star Wars nerds like me. Um, I, I am madly in love with Kylo Ren from uh, the, the latest series that came out to theaters. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, that's Adam, obviously, you know, he, he portrays Kylo Ren in the, in the films. Um, but it's more than just Adam Driver. Not that he's, you know, not uh, deliciously attractive to lots of people, but it's more about the character that he's bringing to life that I, that I feel something for. 
Oh, okay. So I was under the impression that it was like a cartoon-based sort of thing, but I guess it's not. Is is has that ever been a, like an attraction, or has it always been just these fictional characters that are played by humans? Um, actually, funny you should bring that up. I just was talking to my mom about this this weekend. Um, I, my first crush was Max from a Goofy movie, if you guys have ever seen that. <laughs> Hell yeah, because my first crush was Roxanne. <laughs> right, exactly, to be her, you know? Uh, so I, I watched the movie as a kid, I think I was in second or third grade, and I just loved Max. He, I had to think often, like, why aren't real kids, real people as cool as he is? You know, that kind of sucks. Nobody's out here, you know, skateboarding and wearing cool clothes and a backwards hat to school. And that was, that was my first foray into this weirdness. Okay, because I, I, I can like relate to that because like I said, I was there was a point where I was like obsessed with Roxanne from that movie. She's hot. I was like, <laughs> oh, she's just, a, she's just a hot whatever animal that is. I have no idea, but they do a good job over there at Disney. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but so, okay, so at what point did you you know, I, I assume before you saw that movie, you still didn't have an attraction to people, unless you did, and then when you saw that movie, it kind of like turned a switch in a way, but do you remember having any sort of attraction to uh, anyone else, But has or has it always just been this sort of asexual, uh, you know, experience until you've seen these fictional characters? Good question. Honestly, I would like to say that my sexuality and probably everyone's sexuality is is more of a journey and maybe without a true destination in mind. I've been through a lot of different areas of trying to figure out what is going on in my head. Um, after, you know, I was like, Max, Max Goof is the best. You know, I, I started hanging out with other kids um, and I did develop crushes on people. And it's a common theme even now um, when I would develop a crush on someone, I was ultimately let down because I was either comparing them to a fictional character or I was just, you know, at the very core, I was like, I, I just don't like it. I'm just not into it. I, I don't want to hold hands. I don't want to be touched. I, yeah, I don't know. It never, it never clicked in the same way. So how do you set, like, I, I guess you don't kind of separate the fact that these are fictional characters like like joe was saying i think he has some examples that he could relate to or i'm trying to think back of when i was younger like zoe de chanel in 500 days of summer or something where there was like that cool girl that seems so perfect um until the oh, end but <laughs> sorry to cut you off but mila kunis and forgetting sarah marshall perfect oh, example god yeah per even better example so like, yes, I've definitely felt, you know, you see all these traits wrapped up in one where you're like, oh, if this person existed, but then I guess there's that separation of, well, obviously this person doesn't exist because this is just a fictional character going through, you know, what was written for them. But I guess, you know, if we've felt that sort of connection to characters before, I guess what is it that makes it so much deeper for you to really only feel attraction to these fictional characters? You know, I I think it really comes down to, I still want to feel a connection. I want to feel close to someone or something, I guess. And I, since I can't find it in a, another human being like me, I, I just pull from 
this connection that you feel naturally when you see a character. And I kind of allow it to, you know, just kind of envelop, you know, and, and take over and I can imagine, you know, what it would be like to be with this person. And, and I'm okay with that, I guess. I think finding that connection in my head and living through it in my head is enough for me. And it, it makes me happy. So, you know, you mentioned Kylo Ren being like the current uh, person in your life. So how do you kind of indulge in that? Like, are you, you know, watching the Star Wars movies like more often than, you know, other people would? Or is there posters or pictures or, you know, is there anything like how do you indulge in Kylo Ren? Yeah. Oh, also a great question. I do watch the movies quite a bit. Um, and it's it's exciting every single time. You know, it's I'm one of those people who like can quote every line and every time it's it's thrilling it's exciting i get to see it happen over again um i do have trinkets you know it seeps out into everyday life everybody knows i love kylo ren i have star wars tattoos i i went to to disneyland dressed to see kylo ren's you know persona um so i do collect things people love to give me star wars memorabilia but it's not really that. I don't think that really does it for me. It's more so inside of my head. Um, as a creative person, I my nine to five job is uh, being a writer. I do advertisements for a business um, and I write all day long. And I think that helps me create um, a relationship or a scenario in my head that makes me feel wanted and makes me feel like I have something there. So let's say at night I'm trying to fall asleep. The way I like to indulge is just think about, you know, what would we be doing on Starkiller Base or, you know, how would we how would we define our relationship? Okay. Do you feel jealousy? Because obviously this is, you know, a mass market character in, you know, the maybe biggest movie franchise of all time. So clearly other people enjoy this character, like this character, have trinkets, posters. Um, so do you feel like a certain ownership and do you get jealous when you see other people that like the same character? It's, it's kind of funny because um, I don't feel jealousy towards other people who, who like Kylo Ren and are in the fandom. Um, I guess I, if, I do feel jealousy. It's for the character that he ultimately, you know, falls in love with, with Ray mm. at the end of the films, spoiler alert. Um, but <laughs> that's the only jealousy I feel. And I, I think that's because even though in my mind, I'm really lost in this fantasy, I know that there's probably someone else out there too, who is also, you know, dreaming of Kylo Ren holding you at night, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you think that, you know, you are, are you even open to the, uh, would you actually describe yourself as asexual or do you just do that because it's easier to explain? Um, yeah, I, I would say asexual is, is a good way to describe it. Um, it. It is way easier than trying to explain, you know, what what's really going on in my head. Um, I have never slept with another person. Um, and it's not something I'm interested in. And I've known that for a very long time, probably since high school. And and back then, I really didn't know what that was. And I felt weird and different. Um, but that's not to say that, you know, I'm not still getting my rocks off thinking about Kylo Ren, because that does happen. It's 
you know? <laughs> of course, of course it has to. Uh, no, but the reason why I was asking that is because if you had ever met someone that, I mean, Kylo Ren's a hard example, but, <laughs> you know, if there was like someone who sort of emulated that, but, uh, you know, if you are, if you, if you do think that you are like uh, asexual and, it, you know, you just don't have that attraction towards humans, then, you know, my question was going to be, you know, do you have hopes of, you know, ever meeting someone or do you have any desire to like meet an actual like person uh, that would fulfill these needs? But I guess, you know, with what you're saying right now is the answer would be no. Yeah, um, I, I will say I have come close. I have nearly felt the same kind of connection with someone else, um, but ultimately, you know, I get to that point where something is about to be real, I would say, or or something is about to happen. You get to this buildup and and then there's nothing for me. And and it's probably sad for the other person involved, but for me it's just like, I'm so sorry, but you know, it's it's not that. It's I I just can't do it. I don't think I would be happy and I know you wouldn't be if, you know, if your partner is miserable. So do you feel like you are in a relationship with Kylo Ren? Like like your day-to-day, is that kind of in your mind that you two are together or does it not go that far? It doesn't really go that far. And, and it's kind of like, it's like a consent thing in my head. Um, actually, my, my nephew who is, uh, he's still young. He's a kindergartner and he loves to talk about Kylo Ren. He's also a huge nerd like me and he one day was like, did you even ask Kylo Ren if he wanted to be your boyfriend? You know, he thinks he is. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was like, um, I didn't actually. So I guess he's not my boyfriend, but I wish that he was. And, you know, he kind of laughed at that and was like, okay, makes sense. <laughs> I don't think we're in okay. a relationship because it's not like I can ask him. It's not like um, mm. I can be with him, but I love living in the fantasy that we could be. Okay. And you mentioned so far talking to your mom about this and now your nephew. So it seems like you're very open about your fictophilia with family members and maybe friends. Yeah. Slowly but surely, I've become more comfortable with it. Um, I, My friends, um, I do have an amazing group of friends and they are all different. Some of them have serious relationships and are sexually active. They, you know, they feel whatever is normal to them. And I do have friends who fall into the asexual spectrum and they define their own sexuality in their own way. And it seems like it's easy to be honest with them because they've always known something was different about me. <laughs> you know, I, they would, I went on one date in my entire life. Um, and everybody was super excited for it. And, um, you know, when I came back and I was like, uh, I hated it. I think that was kind of like their inkling that, okay, wait, maybe, maybe it's not the same for her. She's a little different. That's fine. And they were accepting of that. So it's been easy to kind of express myself and what is going through my head. For sure. I mean, also, I just had a question like, you know, you, you mentioned Max, and then you mentioned Kylo Ren. Has there been anyone in between? Oh, there's been tons. And would love to hear it. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, so, and what's what's interesting is when I became a teenager, uh, I was super big into the emo scene. Still 
still kind of am not going to lie. Um, so the, the boys in bands or the girls in bands that I admired became sort of a replacement. Um, and I slowly came to realize that that was because in my teenage brain, I was thinking, I wasn't thinking they're real people, you know, they're, they're celebrities or they're like, they're musicians and they're out there and they're, unattainable, I guess, which is a big aspect of it. The unattainable is something that I really like, I think. And mm -hmm. I, um, one of my, I guess, as celebrity crushes, um, he was a musician, is a musician that I really admire and still do, um, actually hit on me once at a bar. It was really cool. And I was like, oh, cool, this is happening. And it's like, it's sort of like I hit a wall <laughs> and you know, he said, if you want to hang out, you know, we have an open seat and, you know, you can, you can talk with me and whatever. And even then when it should have been like, hell yeah, brother, let's, let's hang out. I was like, you know what? I got to go home because I, I think I knew like, deep in my soul that it it's real. He's a real person. And what I'm attracted to is not, is not this. And that's super unfair to him because he's mm. great. Um, but in between that, I mean, there's been, oh, there's been all kinds of cartoons, I'm sure, like video game characters. I'm also a video game nerd. Um, if you didn't have a crush on Master Chief, I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, and, and Link from, from the Legend of Zelda series, super into that. <laughs> Popular one. Oh, yeah. Super hot. Super hot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess you kind of just answered my question with the story about the musician that you know you ended up meeting because i was going to say if if adam driver were to walk into the room right now and say let's give let's give this a go let's go on a few dates let's see if you know we're compatible it just would not click for you because he is not portraying the character of kylo ren yeah that's and that's the realization i came to is you know adam driver can be a mouth-wateringly hot dude and everything but he's still not Kylo Ren. He's his own person. He is his own identity and he is not the character he is portraying. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's interesting and because it's, it's, it's hard, like, not that it's hard, but it's like, it's interesting because it's like, I'm not attracted to humans, but you are attracted to human characters. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like trying to find the, you know, the thing that kind of connect, that kind of differentiates there. But it was a good example that you gave where you kind of knew like, Oh, this person's real. So I, I guess it's the it's just the pure, you know, fantasy standpoint of like I, 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 you know, it's kind of like when people see a movie and they're like, oh, the book was better because when you're reading the book, you can imagine things a lot better than you can like, you know, see it on a screen or whatever, especially for your own self. So I guess there's sort of a, you know, correlation there. Definitely throwback to the episode uh, of the uh, erotic um, hypnotism. Yes. the book is always going to be better than the movie because you can see it in your own head. And, and that's mm. what it is for me all the time. I, you know, real life relationships from what I can tell aren't what it would be in my head and everything is better in my head. And that's as a writer, I think too, it's just something that fuels it is everything's better in my head because I create it. Right. And I guess, you know, what I'm really trying to understand is, you know, you kind of started the episode by saying, 
you know, this journey of romance, feeling, sexuality is a spectrum. It's a journey for everyone. You don't always know the destination. And I guess when you think of, you know, sexuality, for example, or, or love or romance as a spectrum, I guess this is just kind of expanding that spectrum, you know, maybe more than I personally have thought about before, where, you know, if it's in your head, if, if the feelings that you're getting are as real uh, and as intense as, you know, I would get with my wife who's physically with me. Like if you are feeling those things and you're enjoying those things and living them in a sense, even though I guess you don't have that physical aspect, but you're still experiencing the emotions, then why not, I guess, right? Like what makes that fake? Yeah, it that makes perfect sense to me, especially since I don't, I don't really feel like I'm missing out on anything. I don't crave um, the intimacy of someone being with me and, and physical touch, I don't really, I don't miss it, I don't crave it. And I don't feel like something is missing, I suppose. I mean, not that it wouldn't be cool to, you know, suddenly Kylo Ren is a real person and he descends upon the heavens or whatever, that would be cool and all, but it, it's not going to happen. And and I'm okay with that, I've faced it, it's, it's real, it's true, it's a fact and I can make it happen in my head, you know, and sexually speaking, you know, the, the masturbation aspect of it, cause it's really what it is. I'm cool with that. Um, asexual is also like a gray area term to me where some people don't like anything, no stimulation whatsoever. Some people like one thing, but not another. Um, for me, if it's just me, it's great. I know what I'm doing. I like, myself i'm comfortable with myself other people not so much so i tie that into it as well you know again it's like the fantasy's better in my head so you know getting off is easy when you have that right and yeah and i guess you know if if again these feelings are that intense and enjoyable you know i guess you don't necessarily feel lonely in the sense like like I know a lot of people would say well what about like coming home to someone that you can you know sex aside just talk to talk about your day but it seems like you kind of maybe slip into that anyway just with this you know the world the conversations and everything that you're creating in your own mind yeah and I think that another way that I get that sort of thing it's not really coming home to a romantic partner per se but i do at the end of my day um you know a clock out of work and i'm done for the day i hang out with my friends virtually right now we're all just kind of playing video games together and i get that from them they are there for me um in ways that i need and i have family that i can speak with and no it's not really the same thing as speaking with a you know a significant other but I, I don't feel like I need that. And whatever else that I need in that sense, it just happens in my head. Do you ever get into arguments with Carlo Ren in your head? I don't. And and that kind of takes away from the you know, the what real relationships are like, right? So everybody gets into arguments. That's human nature, it's part of the experience, but it's a part that I, you know, I don't want. I sometimes scenarios in my head, there is aggression or anger. Um, you know, if I can see something that I've done, or if there's an emotion I felt that would be 
registered as betrayal in his mind. Yeah, that could be a point of tension. And it's something that fuels the storyline. You know, it's it's exciting. It puts a little spice into it. But it, I've never, you know, thought about us actually being mad at each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which I was, the reason why I'm asking is because I'm saying like, you know, for anyone who's like thinking about like, oh, this is kind of weird or this and that. <laughs> it's kind of like... You're in a way you're never going to get let down. You know, you're you're kind of in control here of you know how your relationship's going to be. And if you if you, you know, are you know with your creative job, you're good at imagining these things and creating these conversations. You could do that at any point. Um, so you're never out of reach. You don't have to miss this person. You don't fight with this person. It's all good stuff. Yeah, it's the perfect relationship. <laughs> yeah, and it's, especially because you're super comfortable with that, and you don't you know necessarily need. Uh, any of the other things like I mean this sounds fucking amazing yeah. it's it's freaking brilliant dude like <laughs> you're happy all the time if you're lost in your own fantasy and I know that there's there are people out there who are like you know she needs a hobby or like you know she just needs a good a good dick in or whatever but <laughs> <laughs> no I don't think I do you know I have hobbies I I write obviously I I paint I pole dance I love to do that um I have all kinds of hobbies but you know it's it's more than a hobby to me it it's it's a connection and it's important to me and it's something I like to have and something I think I deserve to have no matter what it looks like fuck right. it yeah, and I just like I believe you when you say that and I think that's what's so cool is it just comes across that you know you genuinely mean this and I guess who knows what the future holds or those feelings could change but it just seems like right now you genuinely have an understanding of you know what you want, what you need uh and what you enjoy and and you're just chasing what makes you happy so then who's to tell you that you know what works for them as you know the right way to have a relationship or do something will work for you because it seems like it wouldn't yeah that it's that's accurate i mean i think for a long time i uh rejected the idea of love and i like i didn't believe in it but now i think maybe love isn't something that i have to deny myself just because it doesn't fit somebody else's standards you know i I can define what that is for me and and be happy with that and and really feel something that otherwise I don't I don't think I'd have the opportunity to feel the ability to. Yeah, because when you think about it, I mean we're we're talking about a feeling here. So there's no rules when it comes to feelings. So if you are feeling fully satisfied in a way that a person who is in love with another person feels satisfied, but you're getting it from your own uh, you know, imagination uh then who's to say that's not real yeah exactly i think anybody and a big reason that i really wanted to to reach out to you guys is because there's probably someone out there who who's feeling strange about the way they feel about maybe a fictional character you know they found something that they really connect with there's someone and you know just because it doesn't fit into a standardized box you know fuck it make yourself happy it's worth it you're worth it and i think everybody is a little weirder than they let on everybody's weird you know for sure (laughs) for sure that's (laughs) super weird and i think you know for us too like and, and for everyone listening i guess the the idea like when you're talking about fictophilia you can't think of it in terms of what we like me for example or you joe like what we would feel towards a fictional character like it's not that you're living a life where you're just 
feeling lesser feelings because it's a fictional character. That's how we might feel. But for you, I guess, like what I'm really trying to wrap my head around is that the strength of the feelings that you feel toward, towards the fictional characters, are it's the same strength or same intensity as someone like myself would feel towards a human that I love and care about. Absolutely. It's, I think of, I compare a lot to, you know, when someone is just in a relationship or they're like, deeply in love with someone and you're at work and you're working but thoughts of them float into your head and you you know you smile to yourself and you just think i can't wait to can't wait to think about that later for me you know can't wait Mm -hmm. to be with them later in my mind it it happens all the time it it makes me happy it gives me that rush of just endorphins and i i truly do love a fictional character and that's that's the gist of it yeah, I, I can hear it. I can hear it in your voice. Like you seem really happy and excited to talk about it. Yeah, it's it's the first time I've felt comfortable enough to really get it out there, and it feels fucking good. <laughs> I'm I'm happy for you. You know, like it's it sounds like you know, I had I I mean I had zero expectations because I didn't really know where this was going at all. But you know, it's just I just I'm genuinely happy for you. I think that you haven't figured out this is a fucking cheat code. It's a glitch in the simulation here. <laughs> I figured and, it out. Yeah, you're fucking reaping all the benefits from it. <laughs> I am. It's it's dope. It's it's a good life to live, at least for me, you know. Now, are you monogamous in this sense, or have you juggled a few characters at the same time? You know, this is the the coolest question I've ever been asked. Um, so I've, I'm sure I've juggled in the past. I'm sure there's been some cross contamination, for lack of a better word. Um, but right now, it's it's all Kylo Ren, and it has been. You know, I went to the movies and watched The Force Awakens, which was the first of the trilogy, and it awakened a force in me I didn't know was there. Um, <laughs> It, it, that was some time ago. Yeah, it was. It's it's been years, and I it's it's like ever since you know I I really got to know the character in that first film. It's like it's just grown. I haven't stopped thinking about them. There's been lulls, of course, you know, between the the films coming out, or you know, if I'm busy in life, I'm sure that's how real relationships are too. You know, you don't see your significant other for a while or something, but. It, it's it hasn't stopped you know the the trilogy's over and i'm still finding myself madly in love with with kylo ren um and yeah i even i went to disney as i mentioned earlier and <laughs> i got to see you know what star wars land was like it, it was fucking great first of all it cosplayed it was a blast um and it was cool seeing you know some of course it's just a person in a costume but in my brain that day I was in the presence of, you know, my supreme leader and the love of my life. And it was thrilling. It was, it was great. <laughs> I can tell you this right now. Like I, I also went and I, when I was younger, I was a big Star Wars guy and I was like, holy fuck. Cause they really do an amazing job. Like everything is Star Wars there, like down to like the napkins and the trash cans and everything. And they had the stormtroopers walking around. So I can only imagine for you being a big fan and also being in love with Kylo Ren, it must have been like, this is just fucking incredible. I'm surprised you, you didn't move in there. Yeah, honestly, it's <laughs> top, top three, maybe even the best day of my life. <laughs> it was fucking great. Um, yeah, it, 
I had the best time and I went with my friends. Um, we all like to meet up um, once a year and go on a, a vacation of sorts. And, and I was like, please, please let me go to Disney. I really want to go see Kylo Ren. <laughs> I have to go meet him. <laughs> so they agreed and we went and it was, it was a surreal experience. You know, I was in the full fantasy and I was actually living it instead of, you know, sitting around thinking about it. And it was, it was something I, I don't think any other thing could have replicated for me. Um, so he, you know, he has this presence about him. He's really good at emulating the character and he walks out from the, the ship and straight up to me. And I, my legs were wobbly. I was so excited and scared at the same time. And uh, my friends were just kind of like peering at me from behind a crowd, just giggling and, and shit, of course, because they know, they know what's happening. Um, yeah. It, you know, that was enough to put in the spank bank for months on end. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This, thank you so much for, you know, just shedding light on this. And like we said, we knew nothing about this and I feel like we have a really good understanding and, you know, above anything else, I just feel really happy for you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Fictophilia is, I don't think it's a mainstream term or anything, but you know, we're out here and what we feel is real as you can hear in my voice. <laughs> Great. Well, for thank sure. you well, so, so much. Yeah. Yeah. We, we appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, sharing. It's been, uh, it's been lovely to talk to you. And like I said, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you. I think it's a, a cool thing and fucking good for you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Hey, if you know anybody else who loves Kylo Ren just as much as me, send them my way. <laughs> Yeah, we might have some people reach out when this episode drops, so we'll definitely let you know. Yeah, hey, if you're out there uh, looking for a person who can exude the same sexual energy and not touch me. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, all right, thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Our first sponsor today is Stamps.com. This holiday season, more people will be mailing stuff than ever before. That means the post office is going to be extremely busy, not a fun place, long lines. Uh, No one's got time for that. I don't, you don't. Luckily, Stamps.com brings the post office and now UPS shipping right to your computer so that you can mail and ship anything from the convenience of your home or your office. You can really do anything that you could do at the post office with just a few clicks online. Plus, Stamps.com saves you money with big discounts that you actually can't even get at the post office. I've said it before, uh, my business, Wing, cell phone service company, we are shipping hundreds of packages a day uh, from the start to now it's grown they've helped they've helped us save a ton of money avoid those long lines uh and the inconvenience uh at the post office basically it's hassle-free uh brings a service of the u.s postal service and ups right to your computer simply use your computer to print official u.s postage 24 7 for any letter package any class of mail anywhere you want to send it and you can just schedule a pickup or a drop off so it's really that simple you get five cents off every first class stamp up to 40 percent off priority mail up to 62 percent off ups shipping rates uh that's a lot of savings it's a no-brainer save your time and money 
over 900,000 small businesses already use stamps.com. So that's saying something. So don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office this year. Sign up for stamps.com instead. There's no risk. You can use our promo code OPL to get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale with no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in OPL. That's stamps.com, enter OPL. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Guys, we all know how a VPN can protect your privacy and your security online. But what I didn't know until recently was that VPN can take your TV watching game to the next level. You can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are available in other countries. This is like a cheat code I'm telling you guys. Have you ever like traveled and you like you're in the UK or you're somewhere where like their Netflix is different and you're like they have way better movies than I'm getting right now. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can access other countries' Netflix, TV shows, things like that. It hides your IP address. It lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. So you can choose from almost 100 different countries. So seriously, like think about all the Netflix libraries you get with that. It's endless movies, endless TV shows. Uh, me and my brother, for example, like we have this thing where we love like watching anime together or like Japanese movies, older things like that. So we used ExpressVPN and we literally accessed Japanese Netflix, which is something I thought I would never be able to do. Um, so that was awesome. It works with any streaming service as well. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There's hundreds of VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast, uh, especially when watching shows. There's never any buffering or lag. You can stream in HD, no problem, uh, no matter which country you're tapped into. It's compatible with all devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the go, on the big screen, wherever you are. And if you visit our special link right now, expressvpn.com slash OPL, you get three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself by going to expressvpn.com slash OPL. Uh, seriously, guys, if you like binge watching, if you like finding new shows, new movies, if you wanna access libraries from all over the world, uh, this is it's crazy how well this works, how fast it works. So definitely check this out. Uh, you, you won't regret it, it's, it's really, really awesome. That's expressvpn.com slash OPL. You get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That lady's got it figured out. She's got it figured out. You know what it might be? That might be the future of with virtual reality. And yeah, AI. I don't I don't see why like, not. That might be the relationship of the future. Kind of like a Westworld situation. You know what I mean? Where you get to be in sort of this virtual reality world. But then I also don't does that necessarily mean make them real i don't know i don't want to get into it but i will say this i think that uh like i said before you know a lot of people are going to question this and they're going to be like what the fuck is going on this is mad weird but I, which i you know i obviously you get but also at the end of the day like i said before you know it's it's a feeling a feeling of 
that feeling of love and having you know comfort and the satisfaction of having that it's just a feeling so if anything gives you that feeling then you have it so you can't say that you'll never have that feeling or you'll never know what it's like to feel another person or this and that some people don't want that shit some people mm-hmm. don't need it and they get it in other ways and as long and if if they're getting it and they they're happy dude it's one of the happiest people I've ever talked to in my life you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> you can just tell this woman was just having the time of her life talking to us about this. And that's just great to hear. And like, who is anyone to say that this is wrong or it's not real or this and that, like this woman's fucking real life happy. That's all I fucking know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think you said it perfectly. Like clearly people will call this crazy. I get it. Uh, seems like an extremely uncommon thing to talk out loud about. Uh, but yeah, I just wouldn't feel right trying to take that, the feeling and the sensation away from her, you know? Like, yeah. that is just, if she has found a version of happiness, she's she just got to try that out. Dude, and, like, I feel like a lot of people, like, obviously, I think there has been a lot of times where people have sort of not actually fallen in love, but, like, fell for these characters on TV. Like, honestly, for me, the first time I watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Mila Kunis' character, I'm not even a big Mila Kunis guy. Gorgeous woman, whatever. But the character in that movie that she plays, I'm right. like, I am in love with this fucking girl. Yeah. Like, she's just really cool. Like, I just thought she was great. You and every uh, other straight guy in the world who has watched that movie. But exactly. Well, that's why it's not that shocking because clearly there's characters that are designed for that purpose. 100%. They're designed for an audience to fall in love with them, to care about them on enough of an emotional level to, you know, make the movie interesting or realistic. But this obviously <laughs> goes beyond that. But you're right. There's yeah. like a little bit of understanding um, from just like the emotions that certain characters in movies or shows can make you feel. Like sometimes you just wish people were real just to hang out with them. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is, I guess is now just that feeling times a million, like it, whatever true love is for her, <laughs> she's feeling that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, I, like I said, I think it's cool. I mean, that's why I asked her, like, do you ever like get into arguments and like, no, no arguments, no nothing talk whenever you want at your liege yeah there's no yeah. like hey we haven't talked enough or whatever it's just you're having yeah. a good time you know and doing it, your thing it, yeah and it just kind of i think speaks to like maybe her environment or the people that she surrounds herself with because that's what seemed cool about it you know she's talking about her friends who are like there supporting her giggling she's having conversations with her mom her nephews asking about kylo ren being her boyfriend like it's not just a secret world that she escapes to when no one's looking she has made it her her world and she embraces it and it seems like the people around her embrace it too so honestly what more can you ask for i know and, and and one thing that i wanted to point out was that i have never like this this woman is so sure of who she is and it's so obvious. Like mm-hmm. you can tell that she is unapologetically herself. Mm-hmm. And because of this seemingly weird thing, everyone knows about, everyone's accepting of it. She has a good support system. She's clearly happy. Like she knows who she is and she's just fucking that. And I think yeah. if, if nothing else, that's what you can take away from this episode is that 
that's what this woman is doing. Like, there's no shame. There's no nothing. It's like, this makes me happy, and it's fucking working out. And she's, you know, she has a great support system, too. Where there's not people who are like, oh, yeah, fucking whatever. Uh, at least I don't, you know, we didn't hear about that. But, uh, yeah, I just think it's, I think it's just fucking cool when people yeah. do stuff like that. No, that's a great point. I think that's a testament to, you know, when you do just own it, you know, and when you have yep. that confidence and you just kind of exude that, it's almost hard for people not to get on board when you're that comfortable in your own skin. So yeah, really, really cool. Um, if there's a wedding in the future, we're going, I'm going, we're for sure going. Yeah. Uh, we love to turn up at weddings, so just invite us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, really, really cool. Turn on Celine Dion. You already know what's going to happen. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So for anyone out there who thinks they have something cool for the show, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Go to OPLshow.com and uh, hit the contact form and send us an email. Uh, we go through all of them. If we think it works for the show, we'll hit you up. Yes. Follow us on Instagram at OPL Podcast, where we post video clips and other fun things uh patreon at patreon.com slash opl show if you want bonus episodes if you want to join our discord chat like joe said in the beginning uh, it helps support the show and you get all those extra features uh, we got a ton ton of follow-ups with guests we've got my favorite patreon episode ever where uh joe wore a diaper for 24 hours uh because we had the episode with a guy with an adult diaper fetish. So you get some great content like that that is not going to appear on this main channel. So check that out and it helps support the show. Yep, and that is all. See you guys next time. <laughs>